off the ball. GAA. I don't know, am I ever 100% but uh, just be be able to get through trainings without having a niggle or a little pain. Just being grateful for a good Join in the obsession. Subscribe now at offtheball.com forward slash join. Off the ball breakfast. Ireland's sports breakfast show. Uh, right. Let's turn our attention back to uh, a dominant victory for Dublin against Kerry in the Ireland final yesterday. Anna Terrell's first half performance, absolutely sensational. Eight points on the board for her alone by half time. I'm delighted to say Yvonne Byrne rejoins us now, former male goalkeeper. Yvonne, good morning to you. How are you? Good morning, lads. How are you? Um, we should start with Hannah Tyrrell because it, it was an incredible first half performance. Uh, what was it that gave her the freedom and the ability to do that, do you think? Yeah, look, I just think that Dublin got everything right. They just got all their matchups right in defence. Uh, the mid late, the half forwards, the half backs, the midfield were totally dominant. I think what it did, it just gave Dublin the platform to attack. They gave them space. I think Carlo came deep a lot, a lot for the lot of the first half, leaving the space for um, Hannah inside. I just think the ball into Hannah was was unreal, and she just had the she just had the beating of Kaylee Cronin from the word off. Um, yeah, just the supply of ball and the space and just, just the sheer class then of Hannah as well. Like, to have, like she cleared the match sewn up, sewn up in the first half alone. So she had, it didn't really matter what she did in the second half. Um, like in the first half, she got eight points. Like that, that's unbelievable in all our final. Four from freeze and four from play. Um, she was just driving the force for Dublin. And then in the second half, she turned supplier. Like as in, wasn't until I was watching the highlights back, I was like, oh, she's quite enough second half. But wasn't until I was watching the highlights back where you actually saw she set up some really important scores for Dublin. So she turned from, I suppose, score getter to supplier in the second half then. So she just had a great performance. That's a real sign of the maturity of a player where you're not going out trying to do exactly what you did in the first half. You realise that uh, there have been some adjustments made, which means there's space being created elsewhere. Yeah, yeah, really sign, good sign of an intelligent player that she was able to bring other players into the ball or into the game. She wasn't trying to take the ball on herself and add to her own tally and it wasn't a personal thing for her. As you said, she had the intelligence to see that the space had been created and to pop the, the ball off to, to players in better position and that probably opened up the game. Like then for Carla Rowe, where she came in, I think she got her four points in the second half of the game. So, um, do you know, when, when Hannah kind of stopped the score, uh, Carla took up the mantle. So, yeah, absolutely. Obviously, full credit to, to Dublin Yvonne for the performance, but uh, were Kerry too slow to react, maybe to, to make changes, to, to switch, I guess, position, positionally as well? I think so, yeah. Like, I was thinking about it back, and uh, Hannah Terrell had, had five points got in the first 18 minutes, I think, of Katie Cronin, and there was no switch coming. Um, now, look, at I don't know, is it that they were slow to switch it? Um, or... Did they have did they have someone better to put on Hannah Terrell? I'm not so sure. Did they have the personnel? So were the lads thinking, right, if, if Kaylee can't handle ta- Hannah here, we've known better to do the job. I'm not sure was it a case of personnel or the slow to react. Um, obviously not being inside the camp and, and seeing training and you know, stu- studying their form to date. Was there someone else they could have dropped back to do the job better? I'm unsure. We spoke on Friday, Yvonne, about the importance of the, the kickouts and, and how, how crucial they were going to be in deciding the outcome of the match. And as it turned out, like Dublin were so quick taking their own kickouts and they really pressed hard on Kerry's kickouts as well. So that, that I mean, as a goalkeeper yourself, you'll understand the importance of it. But it, it, it was it, it was a crucial cog in the end. It was. Um, 
they really pressed Kier in the first half. Like fr- from the throw in, Dublin won, won the ball and went down. Hannah got a point. And from there, they really squeezed the life out of the kickouts. And um, it was tough. Like they went man on man or player on player. And there was just, there was no getting the ball away. And they did, they really put the pressure on Kira. And I think Kerry struggled in their kickouts. And what was a little bit disappointed for me was that at times in the semi final and quarter final, they did struggle at the kickouts as well. Um, so look at, I don't want to take away from Dublin and I don't want to um, put too much pressure on Kerry either because. The pressure that was applied by Dublin was phenomenal. It was just unbelievable. So it was really difficult to get the kickouts away. Um, I know for myself it could be a lonely spot when that pressure is being being applied. Um, so it was a tough day at the, op- at the office for the kickouts. I do think Mick probably went after. Like I do, like I think a lot of credit has to go to Mick Bowman and how he set up his squad, how they went after the kickouts, how the middle eight drove at Kerry, how he got his matchups right. Just everything that. Dublin set out to do went right for them um, as opposed to Kerry I think Kerry maybe might reflect back on it I think Dublin Dublin dictated the game from the word off um, and I think uh, yeah I think Kerry probably will reflect and see the, they might have they might have changed things up a little bit going into it but look at Hindsight is a great thing. Well, why was this such a different game from the game in Parnell Park where Kerry were in Dublin's faces and, and putting them under pressure? Yeah, I suppose Dublin just came... I really think that overall, if you look at the, the season as overall, like Kerry were the team of the league by, by a country mile. They were the team of the league and they were going to win the All-Ireland. Dublin were in the rebuilding phase at that stage. Mick said it after the match. They'd lost... They're set. They're eight or nine all stars. They're fourteen new players in. And if you if you look or if you listen to any of the interviews after the game, Mick and the players, Carol and the rest of the girls who spoke, they said at the start of the year they weren't thinking silver. They're dreaming of it and they're hoping of it absolutely. But it was it was way off. So they worked really hard, and I just think their seed, their timing of their season was to a T. So they were just coming right, coming into. Um, the, the business end of the season so the, the quarter final the semi final I think Mick would have learned a lot from that game in, in Parnell Park so I would so I think like on the other hand Kerry were coming from the league just absolutely flying form um, come into the Munster Championship yes got a trimming from Cork um, but I think Mick, as I said a lot of credit does have to go to Mick Bowen where he would have learned so much from that match in Parnell Park You'd have learned so much from the Munster final defeat Kerry had against um, Cork, and I think he would have all that coupled with them coming right at the right time, the right, the right time of the season. I just think they blew them away. I do think Kerry brought that intensity. Yes, in Parnell Park, I actually think with Jennifer Dunn missing that day um, in Parnell Park. I don't know. I yeah, I think, yeah, I think Jennifer Dunn was missing that day in Crow Park. Um, I was going through team lists and that. Um, which that goes without saying would be a huge loss as well I think she just ran the show yesterday she was incredible like two points from midfield she was all over the place and <laughs> ably assisted by Ailish Dowd she was she was everywhere like that block um, for the goal chance um, there in the first half like just the, the work rate and effort all over the pitch for, from Dublin was unreal Gerard read out a, a quote earlier from uh, Declan Quill um 
where he's talking about the, the number of fouls and cynical fouls on the uh, the Kerry players so uh, he said and I quote him he says I don't know how many cynical fouls Dublin had an awful lot they've had a lot in their last two games there were no cards shown I don't know look I'm not going to go down that road uh, as he goes down that road I guess in, in bringing it up but um, does he have a point like uh, was this a- yeah yeah ab- absolutely um I thought Dublin were really cynical. Um, this is not having a go at Dublin because they, they play at the edge of the game. Um, the referee allowed it, and they were they were really cynical. Um, Any time it looked like Kerry might be getting in on goal, there was a foul given. The foul further out the field slowed up the Kerry attack. Um, I think it was something like the, the free count was up like twenty six frees for Dublin, maybe fourteen for Kerry. Um, so it kind of just goes to show the sparsity between the, the two teams. But they're really cynical, but and there's no there's no yellow cards. Look, I don't like yellow cards. I'm glad there's no yellow cards. Um but in other games there would have been, you know, so it goes to show the difference maybe of refereeing styles as well. Um but they were they were definitely cynical, they got away with it, they played the edge of the game and and do you know what? Good good for them. Uh, I remember playing in my first all air file back in ninety nine. It was along for uh sin bins because I definitely would have been in it. But it was the back of the day when uh the two teams went back to a banquet, the same hotel, and the referees and officials and everyone was there. And I remember that I played centre back that day, and as Mark and a girl called Mary O'Donnell, unbelievable for Watford, way better footballer than me. So I just found her for the whole day just to, to stop the play. And I remember the referee coming up to me and he said, I should have sent you off today, he says. <laughs> but the moral of the story, he didn't, and I got away with it. And, you know, the game was over. Similar, Dublin, they got away with it, they played in the edge. Uh, I thought near Caffrey was did a, an unbelievable job on um, Louise mm. but saying that she did she got away with 50-50 calls and you know that's what Dublin do they've, they've learned the tackle they've brought the physicality to a new level they play in the edge of the game um, and that went for them they brought a new physicality to it yesterday that, that, that Kerry couldn't live with um, but yeah so again it's they, 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 I, you know I would go down that road it was physical it was there to be seen um, I personally liked that part of the game Breen brought into it but I suppose then it comes down to will one referee let it go and will one referee pull it up if there was a different referee yesterday are they going to pull are they going to pull up some of those frees and is it a totally different game then at the end of the day um, the game suppose, yeah. the game in Parnell, the game in Parnell Park was, was there was a fair bit of niggle in it by the end of it and I didn't feel like Kerry brought any of that to bear particularly in the first half they were completely passive and as you say Hannah Tyrrell was already player of the match by half time but it was essentially over at half time unless Kerry came out and blitzed early and scored a couple of early goals like all great scoring the, the late goal and hoofing the ball in at the end but like it, it was too little too late at that stage so like why were Kerry so passive at the start knowing that there was already like so you, you come to Dublin you beat them in Parnell Park they're not going to be oh yeah that's grand try it again there yeah, look, I don't know, is it a case, if, if you look back on the Kerry games to date this season, they, they've blown teams away in the first half. So I don't know, was it a case that they went into the game wanting, which every every team should do, but wanted to implement their own game plan and say, yeah, we'll focus on ourselves, we'll go at it and we'll blow them away. And Dublin just had different ideas. They were the ones blowing Kerry away. And as you said, when halftime came, the game was over because Kerry have been a first half team majority of the season they've blown teams away and while they've let teams come into it in the second half they've been the forefront so I think they were just blown away I don't know was it the occasion um, was it the blistering start that Dublin got off there but as you said 
there was none of that niggles. You were looking for someone maybe just to stand up and put in a hard tackle or, you know, just get a little bite going in the game and, and nobody did that for Curry. Perry. Uh, we should talk about um, Chief Roche coming off the bench at half time with an ACL. It's a, it's a, a obviously a physical miracle. She is going to have surgery. Um, there was obviously the tear wasn't that they went into some detail in the papers, and I'm, I'm going to butcher it now if I if I try and recount it. But essentially, it seems like there there is a tear. It'll need repaired. It wasn't so bad that with the program that she did um, that they could get some stability into it. Like I understand the desire to have a totemic figure like that involved, but at the same time, I'm not sure it speaks to the rest of the panel about oh our our next player up mentality, which we preach in in all high performance environments, and then actually eh, not in this case. Sorry, we we really need this player if we're going to be able to win. So I don't know what's your what's your sense now. Again, hindsight's twenty twenty, but um, it didn't work for Henry Shefflin. Yeah, yeah. Look at if, if I. I think the game has gone from them, so it was probably a bit of a pointless exercise now. Is that that's in hindsight, she came on, turned the game and gave the team the lift they, they needed and went, went went on to come back into the game. We'd be saying what a master stroke it was. Um it didn't work yesterday on yesterday occasion. I know what you're saying about the panel of players that they could have said, mm, I'm fully fit here, I'm ready to go. But I, I suppose Shearfer was their leader, is their leader. Um she's the work put in all year. Um I, I'm not so sure a player that Caliber and a player that importance the squad would there be too many grumblings from the rest of squad members would they just happy for her to go on the pitch and see if she could do anything um, I was having this discussion last night with my husband about about the, this actual thing about Sheer for coming on and, she, and he was like oh, really I, I don't think it was the right thing I was like look do you know if it worked it worked I'd, I'd be on the other hand then I'd be like well if she was fit to come on I'd be kind of thinking, mm, would we start or would we start her and see would it cause a bit of confusion for Dublin? Dublin set out their stall at the start of the match and did their matchups and did everything right. If they saw Shear for lining out, because it was kind of kept quiet, if they saw her lining out at the start of the game and, and put somewhere else, would that have caused them to maybe change a few players, change a few matchups? Um, would it be enough to cause confusion for five or ten minutes at the start of the match and see how it goes? Again, I don't know. It's hindsight and everything. But yeah, I get your point. Um, in a high performance environment like that, you know, would it upset some of the panel players? Is it the right thing to do? Um, I think at that stage of the game, as we said, hindsight is a great thing. But the game was over, bringing her on. It was hard to see how someone with an ACL tear was going to come on and, and turn their fortunes when the girls on the pitch couldn't do it. The, uh, the, the the other thing we, we kind of spoke about it earlier was the Kerry goal chances as well, Yvonne. Like, it, it, it felt, felt very much like Kerry were targeting goals and maybe early goals. They wanted those quick starts that they've had, as you said. Uh, uh, Nemo Hertig's uh, chance going over the bar and then uh, Lorraine Scanlon had her effort blocked by Ailish O'Dowd. And after both of those, uh, I guess, chances, after the Nemo Hertig won, there's 16 minutes before Kerry get another score. And then after the second one, Tyrrell goes up and, and scores a point straight away. So, targeting goals it seemed but it just wasn't working for Kerry yeah and look I actually thought I actually thought Dublin would need I thought there'd be more goals in the game I thought Dublin um, I thought Dublin would get goals so like for for, um, for Kerry to keep them out was great but yes Louise's I think Louise's goal chance in particular was really important I think mm. that was a turning point in the game because I think that would either put them level or put them a point up um, and it was it was a point and 
look at if there was anyone you wanted to get the ball in that position it was Louise um, I do think that was a missed opportunity if they got that it was definitely a turn point in the game for me um, the, the second chance yes it was a chance for Lorraine it was great it was great block by by Eilish but at the same time it was, it was kind of midfielder shot as well no disrespect to midfielders um, do you know it wasn't kind of one of your key forwards on the ball where you're like we have a really good chance here but saying that now Eilish did, Eilish Dow did do a great job of snuffing it out um, there were key moments and Kerry definitely did need them in order like Kerry always needed goals to get into the game if you look at any of the, the, the matches during the year they needed goals um, just a point on that talking about needing goals um, Dublin scored 18 points yesterday that's the highest amount of points ever scored in a ladies All-Ireland final before I think the highest before this was 16 so when we talk about Dublin's defence being really good and Hannah Terrell and, and midfield and everything else to put those 18 points up in the scoreboard in the All-Ireland final was no mean feat like you know it, it was it was unbelievable can Kerry utilise this heartbreak, Yvonne? Like you saw this, the, the scenes of utter devastation on Louise Newell Hurtig's face after the match, but like that's two All Ireland final defeats in a row, and, and I, mean, I guess it can go one of two ways now. Yeah, yeah, like it's it's tough on the Kerry girls, and I definitely felt for them yesterday. Like what they brought to the championships, more so this year than last year, what they brought to the championship this year has been brilliant because they brought freshness they brought hold on look at this team coming they can win in All-Ireland we can win in All-Ireland it was, they just brought an openness to the championship where it's like hold on this championship's wide open it's not going to be maybe Dublin that wins it's not going it's, it was the hope of possibility they brought I think um, and they brought they, they played some incredible football throughout the year um, so for them to win to lose their second All-Ireland rose is sickening and you could see I think Carol Rose said in her speech as well, like Dublin have been there. They lost a lot before they won their first. Um, so like it is tough on them. They're definitely on the fence. I think I saw an interview there from one of the managers saying he's missing out on his son's football games. Like it's a lot of commitment for the management team. It's a lot of commitment for the girls. Um, they do have a relatively young team, like why they have a core group of, of girls that are on the old like kind of around the thirties. And and every team needs that. Like they are young enough to go at it if they stay together. Um, if management stays on if they go at it again they, they absolutely have the ability to go and win in All-Ireland that, that goes without saying um, but it's definitely in the balance now of where they go uh, do people step away do management step away or do they stay together like what this group have done in the last number of years coming from Division 2 um, getting to two All-Irelands like it's no mean feat like we're talking about the brilliance of of Dublin and rightly so but at the same time, and you know, it just didn't work out for Kerry yesterday as it didn't last year. And that's going to hurt them hard. There's two All-Ireland finals now where they haven't performed. Mm. Um, but if you're in Kerry, there's lots of possibilities. Like, what if they can perform on the big day? They know they can get there now. They're, they're, they're very, very close. Yeah. So if they just bottle that and get the performance right for an All-Ireland final, it's, it's 100% there for them. Yvonne, we leave it there. Good stuff. Thanks a million. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Off the ball. Breakfast.